I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. It's myself, Nile, and Andrea Cleary here. And on this week's pod, we're talking about the art of sampling. The art of sampling. We are. And uh, our favorite music samples. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about, surprisingly, Andrea, we've never done this before in a in a broad sense. We've, we've done it in the individual album sense, but never in a broad spectrum. Which is what we're going to do yeah. this week. I think you could say we haven't technically done this before. We haven't. <laughs> I think that would be the phrase you could use. Yeah. Technically, we haven't done an episode on this. Yeah. Um, we have done. We have talked at length about sampling on the Beyonce Renaissance episode, and what was the other episode? Chemical Brothers. Um, uh, Duke Chemical Brothers. Yeah. We talked about a lot of the samples yes. on that as well. That was from last mm-hmm. year, I believe. So yeah. So there's loads of things that we've we've covered in a way. But we've never kind of just had a, an episode just on sampling, so so I wanted to do that. I thought it'd be nice, might be nice bit of fun, bit of crack. So by way of introduction, um, I'm going to play a collection of famous uh, sample songs and their original samples. This is not a quiz, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I will tell you what they are. But if you wanted to be, it a, be quiz, a quiz, it could be a quiz. Um, I tell you what, I've got Let's one, see. two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven songs. You're going to know them very well. Um, Okay. Let's play them and see what happens.
seven tracks that uh, you will definitely know the uh, at least the ones that were sampled uh, or that were sampled that used the sample <laughs> that were sampling that so were sampling yes uh, yeah. those ones and the original I enjoyed that Niall Thanks. it was like the pace of a DJ in the globe okay just playing as many songs as possible <laughs> it <laughs> it's nice. no girl talk it's much uh, it's much slower than that uh, so <laughs> yeah. of course you heard uh, Britney Spears Toxic the original sample is uh, from a Bollywood song from 1981 uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it Lata Mangaskar and SP Balasubram uh, Yanater Mer Beach Mine so wow Niall I didn't know you were bilingual uh, yeah I know um, and what does that mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Beyonce's Crazy Love, obviously. You are you my woman from the Chai Lights? Uh, Tupac, California Love. It's Joe Cocker with Woman to Woman. I didn't know it was Joe Cocker. Uh, Len, Steal My Sunshine. Andrea, True Connection was the uh, source of that original sample. Stardust, Music Sounds Better with You. Uh, the original source, of course, is Shaka Khan, Fate. Uh, MIA, Paper Planes, um, sampling The Clash, Straight to Hell. And Fuji's Ready or Not sampling Enya's Bodachia. Of course, we had an Enya episode uh, a year or two ago. So um, we did mention that, I'm sure, at the time. So, yeah, I think for me, um, the reason I, I love discovering music through sampling. I love, I think it's a great way to discover. Uh, it's a gateway. Sampling is a gateway drug into uh, new discoveries and it's been always been one of my favourite ways to uh, discover music. So later on in the show, we're going to we're gonna share some of those kind of uh, favourites that we have. But before that, uh, so the reason I w- wanted to do this episode this week, I do an Irish Tracks of the Week every week and uh, I just happened to be listening to a tr- song by a dumb producer called Rory Sweeney and a Belfast uh, rapper called MB and... They sampled a very famous song, which I'm going to play now. This is a, they're, it's from a new EP they have on Bandcamp. I included in Irish tracks this week called All My Life, MB and Rory Sweeney. They let our tin tin walk in a rave with my dark skin skin. Now you get a lot real with kid when I jump on stage with their bars lips in. Hey, little screw screw, I'm a car engine. Spec on my name when I start venting. Paint a machine and I start vending. Ain't done A1, I'm a star pending. Yeah, yeah, this is our ting ting. Ain't nobody stepping to our king king. Call me the Zark Kingpin, God flow, yeah, I'm only starting Tim. I'm from the city with a star, man, shit's not sweet, good hearts, but they aren't thinking. Reach the peak like our Tim Tim, but they only eat the top till I start sitting. Play it safe and I'm far fetching, don't care, man, I run up in the yard flexing. If I drop, it's a chart entrance, if I stop and I ram, it's a fast entrance, yeah. And yeah, I got cadence, I can stop on a dime with a hard ending. I hang them on a cliff like a jarring ting, hey, yo, I'm on my art Tim Tim. Yeah, deep, not shallow. Lost in the creek, no paddle, don't dabble. Then when they're chasing themselves, I can see from the way that they're creeping the shadows. I think there's an art to that. There's an art to taking a very famous, well-known sample, in that case, Backstreet Freestyle by Kendrick Lamar, and which is not a, actually a sample as well. It's it's an original part of the track and uh, turning it into something else. That's the brilliant thing about sampling. It's the conversation that it builds with music past and present. And uh, at its worst, it's a, a grab bag sample 
from a, a big major label act because they're on the same label and they're able to get a clearance or the modern version of sampling in terms of pop music is the interpolation and like really taking a a melody line maybe not sampling it directly but taking the the core melody from another song and as we heard recently what was it the babe rexa and david guetta song what was that one? <laughs> we did it in a was that podcast awards. Twinkle, twinkle, little bitch. No, not that one. But uh, it was the David Guetta and what was it called? Oh, I'm, oh blue. Gosh. The Eiffel sixty five. Uh, I'm oh, good. Song. Sorry, awful. sorry for bringing it up. Sorry, sorry. My apologies. Absolutely to you awful. And everyone else, because you now have Eiffel sixty five in your head. But look, um, that's that's the that's the sliding scale of sampling and. Um, what we're going to talk a little bit later on is some of the favorite, some of our favorite albums and uh, some albums that have really done uh, wonderful things with sampling. But you can't really tell the story of sampling without starting with a certain break. And that is the Amen break. So from a, <laughs> from the 1969 B-side, uh, from the Winstons, a song called Amen Brother, which has given us basically the most sampled song in history, which has become... I know there's 4,000, over 4,000 songs listed on whosample.com, which is a sampling resource website um, that have sampled this song itself. Uh, the Amen Break, as it's known, is a six-second uh, little bit of drum uh, drum beat, drum bar, uh, drum break, performed by Gregory Coleman from the Winstons. They were a short-lived band. I think they won a Grammy for, this, for the flip side, A side of this single, which was called Colour Him Father. But this is the B-side, it's called Amen Brother, and here's the the little snippet that became so much more than a B-side. So yeah, the most sampled drum break in history, basically the most sampled song in history. Um, originally, this uh, started as a B side. Uh, it started to appear on compilation albums for uh, drum breaks for DJs uh, from nineteen eighty six to nineteen ninety one. Uh, a compilation album a series called uh, "Fry Ultimate Breaks and Beats," uh, put out by a New York label called Street Beat Records. So that's featured drum breaks for DJs and turntables at the time. Um, a lot of turntablists and DJs were were doing that kind of thing. Um, the first major act to use it were uh, Salt and Pepper on a song called I Desire in 1986. But probably most uh, really popularized by NWA, Straight Outta Compton. And it began to be used a lot in hip hop and then it morphed into something else and then uh, came across the water and became a British um, affair really. Um, and what happened was the Amen Break started to be used in different ways in early hardcore and rave music and then onto uh, drum and bass and garage and jungle in particular. So drum, bass and jungle especially. So I have a I have a selection of, of uh, Amen Break songs that are going to take us from NWA right up to last year because it's still uh, in use. It still essentially works as a, uh, a backdrop for um, genres and a sound and uh, let's start with NWA. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. 
Let's do it. Let the bass kick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Get greater and the rhythms they get greater. Yes, another rougher tough form for the chaser. New configuration, new riff, and new structure. Built on the frame that'll hold and won't puncture. Tight, we wrap it up, it's wrapped tightly. journey through the uh, history of music of the last uh, 30 years or so using just the amen break we started in 1998 with the nwa song straight out of compton got carl cox let the bass kick uh, snow informer apollo 2 return to atlantis prodigy and poison general levy incredible and ganja crew super sharp shooter uh, ronnie size brown paper bag david bowie little wonder the futurama team uh, Tyler the Creator with Pigs, Adam F, Circles, and 
bring us up to 2021, Pink Panther S and break it off. So as you can hear, there is still um, uh, very much in use, the Amen break. It is either whether it's been sampled originally or like Pink Panther S there, sampling another old song, an old drum and bass song from Adam F. Uh, circles that is uh it's still in the conversation and that's what sampling is all about that's like sampling her sampling a song from 1997 um, and and why do people sample i mean the reason people sample is because uh they're being resourceful they don't have maybe they don't play drums maybe they don't um they have access to records you have access to especially now digital equipment you can sample anything you want obviously there's a wider you know, um, conversation to be had, which we're going to avoid here about largely about sample clearances and copyright and stuff like that. That's a, a larger topic. Um, but we will touch a bit on that with the albums later on, I think, as well. In regards to the Amen break, a an author called Michael Schneider, uh, who authored a, who wrote a book called A Beginner's Guide to Constructing the Universe, he argued that the shape of uh, Gregory Coleman's break in terms of the waveform actually matched the ancient Greek beauty standard known as a golden ratio. So isn't that interesting? So uh, it began to be used quite a lot between 1988 and 1996. And in 1996, uh, Strut Records, a UK kind of reissue label. The Winston's frontman was Richard Lewis Spencer, and uh, he got contacted um, along with the the drummer. And neither of them have received any royalties for that break until and Spencer wasn't aware in terms of the the Winston's frontman wasn't aware of its of its use until 1996 when they when they were contacted by Strut. So you know, the problem one of the problems with this in terms of sampling and attribu- attribution for this kind of stuff is it's more so much away from the original six second uh, part from the b-side that people wouldn't even know what it is and where it came from originally so when people were using it in the mid-90s especially the drummer greg uh, gregory coleman sadly died in atlanta in 2006 uh, without receiving any royalties from his drum break in 2015 uh, a dj in the uk set up a gofundme page to kind of address that in some way uh giving Richard Lewis Spencer, a come give us some sort of thank you for the Amen break, and uh, two thousand people donated around twenty six thousand dollars to Spencer, and he posted a video of himself on Facebook holding a big giant check. It's not much, but it is some small gesture in order to give back to the persons or the people who are responsible. Sadly, the drummer had passed away by that point. So yeah, um, seriously iconic piece of uh, recording that has given us. Uh, genres like jungle and drum and bass and uh, kind of future garage stuff as well because it all comes from that and that's the conversation of music that we that we know and love so I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, some uh, famous albums and, and one for me um, and a lot of people is uh, Jay Dilla's Donuts it's obviously an album that comes with a, a bit of baggage because it was made while the producer, Jay Dilla, was in his hospital bed. He was convalescing in uh, Cedar sinai Medical Center due to complications from lupus and TTP. And the album was essentially made as a project while he was in hospital and released two days before his actual death. The album itself, it's hard not to kind of divorce that from what it actually is uh, because it was released uh, three days before his, uh, his, his death on, on his 32nd birthday. Um, in 2005 and it's really Dilla was a sampler he was a producer who made so many different uh, tracks for A Tribe Called Quest and uh, people like Janet Jackson I think 
for him, Donuts is kind of his opus, his uh, work in which he encapsulated all the best things that he did because he did it as a producer first. Um, it features 31 songs. They're not made for rappers. They're not made for people to use over, though a lot of them have been used since then by people like Ghostface Killer. But really, a lot of these songs are sketches and they're beautiful sketches and they're absolutely crammed. There's so many samples on this. Uh, play a couple of versions here. This is uh, Working On It. Uh, you've got 10CC, um, Mantronics, the Beastie Boys, loads of other things. Here's with that. I was working on it, uh, yeah, as I said, it features a absolutely terrible song from uh, 10CC. Well, it's deliberately kind of a terrible song. It's called The Worst Band in the World by 10CC. You hear the Beastie Boys, the new style in there. Uh, Malcolm McLaren, Buffalo Gals is in there. There's loads of Scott, Raymond Scott. Um, there's loads of things in there. And that kind of encapsulates his grab bag philosophy for uh, donuts and it's become one of those kind of all-time great um, sample records. And... You know, really now the problem with um, sampling in terms of making albums, as we've seen even last week, we discussed De La Soul's uh, Three Feet High and Rising and how that's going to come back on um, digital services soon. But the main reason that that's been dragging in terms of going back on digital distribution is because uh, labels have been reluctant to clear the samples that are featured on the album uh, because it's a bit of a headache and uh, that's a specialist job and it's a hard thing to do. Um, it is due to land, uh, their first six albums are due to land on March 3rd on streaming platforms uh, due to uh, Tommy Boy, who bought the uh, the rights to the catalogue. But for that, Warner weren't willing to do that. Um, other albums, like the uh, the Avalanches, uh, had is said to have 3,500 samples across an hour of music. I don't even know how that's possible, but I think what the only thing that can explain it is maybe uh, individual samples um, might, an individual song or, or, or source might make up uh, a dozen or so different samples that were used and, and kind of uh, brought together. Uh, here is a bit of the avalanches and uh, 
from the vibe they are doing on Since I Left You, which came in 2000. Yeah, that is uh, some of the avalanches there. Um, another album which I mentioned there, Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, their second album, uh, which was made with the Dust Brothers and made in this really eclectic style that uh, 1989, again, an early time for sampling. And uh, they essentially really have got away with the sampling of this record because it's, it's first of all, it's very dense. It has so many uh, different things on it. Uh, it has like Johnny Cash and... A ridiculous number of uh, the Beatles, I think, as well. Like, it's just so many different things. Lying the Family Stone, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. It's kind of very self-referential. And they kind of use it as a call and response thing. So uh, one example, I think there's 13 different songs on the uh, song Shake Your Rump. So here is uh, some of you'll hear some of the samples and then uh, the original track, uh, Shake Your Rump. So yeah, 13 songs on that uh, in, a, in a row there. That is uh, Foxy, Get Off, Funky, 4 Plus 1, that's the joint, Sugar Hill Gang, uh, 8 Wonder, Africa Bambada, The B-Boys, Rolls Royce, a um, couple of Rolls Royce songs, uh, Alphonse Muzon, Funky Snakefoot, 
Uh, loads of things in there. And a lot of it is like the early 70s, which is what a lot of people at that time were were sampling as well. 70s funk and, uh, and early hip hop. So, uh, yeah, right now you wouldn't be, not be able to make an album like that <laughs> and certainly not release it commercially. Um, but I think enough time has passed with that one that it's kind of gone past uh, the point of, of being able to really do anything about it. Where our, our next one, a lot of the sources for DJ Shadows introducing are actually so obscure that even finding probably the people who were involved in this in the first place would be quite difficult. And, you know, uh, introducing became a pretty seminal album in 1996, pretty and very important for me in terms of uh, my listening. I remember like hearing this and, and, and feeling like I've never heard anything like it and I still haven't. And what introducing is, is a masterpiece more as well as sampling, but a masterpiece of collage production, mixing and arrangement, because all DJ Shadow does with this album is takes, uh, has three pieces of equipment, uh, an Akai MPC 60 sampler, uh, a Technics turntable, uh, 1200 turntable and a tape recorder. And that's it. And that's all he makes this. Uh, he would sample the vinyl albums. Uh, accumulated from his trips to a, a place called Rare Records, which was a record shop in Sacramento where he was from. Uh, he just spent hours crate digging. That's all he would do. And he would come back and then make all this kind of stuff. Obviously, the album became a really seminal, um, important piece of uh, of uh, pop culture, really. And, of course, uh, Irish trivia. The uh, cover was shot by a Limerick man called B+, Plus, who... Uh, often does uh things here he, he i think he plays in he is based in la still he's done a lot a lot of work he did he took photos of a lot of people um and uh he's a great photographer um and his work is on introducing as well so here is just one track and uh, i think it's a bit of the stem stem long stem from the album and some of its associated uh samples because what you'll hear here is how he weaves them into this Kind of singular tap. Insight, foresight, more sight. The clock on the wall reads a quarter past midnight. Insight, foresight, more sight. The clock on the wall reads a quarter past midnight.
Okay, that's ZJ Shadow introducing the album, of course, and uh, Stem. Uh, that are some of the samples from that as well. Uh, big, big, uh, long list. Another album maybe we're mentioning is a <laughs> Girl Talks Girl Talks Night Ripper, a album which not only uh, sampled the shit out of absolutely everything, but smashed it together in an ADHD kind of style that was like, this is what you're doing. You listen to you listen to snippets of famous pop songs you're kind of recognizing things that are uh being thrown at you so it was very exciting when it came out at the time um girl talk uh night ripper i think the the label it came out in 2006 i remember him playing shows in whelan's that have been this like silly thing that like absolutely sweaty foggy notions put them on around the time of that 2006 uh really really fun and it's just something that really took off um Sadly for himself, uh, I don't think he really did an awful lot, but I think he's he's gone on to... Actually, he had something out recently, but in terms of, say, somebody like Danger Mouse who took uh, the uh, Beatles' White Album and uh, uh, Jay-Z's Black Album and made the Grey Album and then is still out there making great music, like we talked last year about Danger Mouse and uh, Black Thoughts' uh, album, uh, cheat codes and uh, so that was really great and um, so he's still out there doing that but here's a bit of just uh, the fizziness of uh, the fizzy pop of Night uh, Ripper from Girl Talk So yeah, kind of this uh, hyperactive um, grab bag of uh, a DJ mix kind of vibe. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember being very fun, but it's very off the time, isn't it? It's very off the time. It's like all the mashup stuff mm. that happened around the same time when people got excited about the internet and uh, they were like getting the strokes and putting them together with Christine Aguilera, uh, which I was only listening to last week. <laughs> Actually, a fun song. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that into my onto my DJ keys at some point and 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 uh, play it out. But uh, fun, yeah, I hadn't heard that for a while. But uh, I remember there being a a remix going around on the radio that was Pink's get the party started and something else i want to say like a hip-hop song um i don't remember what it was though but it's like it's in there it's in my brain um let's have a look threatening to emerge mm. these play it on fm sweet dreams here hold on a sec here yeah that's it here we go it's not good it's time to get the party started Oh yeah, it's kind of not the song. Skip, skip into it. Walk into the club acting rowdy. I'm hounded for the right girl to crown me. Oh, I'm coming out, so you better get this party started. 
not not great. Uh, look, 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 whatever. But look, do you know yeah. what is good? It's funny because that's around the time that that's around the time I stopped listening to pop music. So <laughs> why? Go figure. <laughs> Here's the Strokes, Christina Aguilera one because it's good. That's enough of that. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Mashup time. I th- I, do you know what? I think the bridge is quite good. Or like the pre-chorus. Yeah. Bit. And I, I hate the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> but the pre-chorus sounds like like soccer mommy yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. That that sounds quite. But at like, the time, like you, you weren't allowed to listen to these songs. It was kind of like that. Uh, these were too no. removed uh, from each other. You couldn't listen to Strong and Christina Aguilera at the same time. So somebody doing no. this was uh, it was freelance Hellraiser, I think, who did this, who uh, was, yeah. was causing trouble for people and uh, their music tastes and their friends. You were like, oh, yeah, what are you doing listening to Christina? Oh, no, I'm listening to Strokes. You know. Um, oh no, but it's it's actually really yeah. good. Uh, even though Christina Aguilera's on it, it's like it's really exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what people. Uh, that's what mostly lads were saying probably at the time yeah let's be honest yeah um, lads and me <laughs> um, another album of course <laughs> we, we discussed last year was Beyonce's Renaissance um, which we did a full episode on the samples and the house music samples especially on that record um, but maybe it's time to talk about some of our favourite samples I believe myself and yourself have a, a, a Kendrick one each so I'm gonna gonna yeah. ask you to go first uh, because I have uh, way too many and I'm sorry I have way too many. <laughs> you, no, whose name is on this podcast? Okay, it's this isn't this is, the Andrea is fair, Nine. It's the Nine or Nine podcast. Equal, uh, you can have as many podcast. damn samples as you want. I got I carried mean, away I today. I made too many. I'm sorry. Yeah, I made ten. I mean, exactly fifty percent of mine are Kanye okay. West. Um, <laughs> so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give people a warning about that up front. But at yeah, Kendrick, Hood Politics, um, sampling All For Myself by Sofiane Stevens. And I think it sounds great. You have I do, them? yeah. N- Niall does the mixing desk, just a little peek behind the curtain. Um, yeah. So, so um, yeah, here's what they sound like. I didn't actually know this one. I, or maybe I'd forgotten. Or I certainly, when you said it to me, I was like, what? Yeah. I remember reading about it a while back. Um on a Reddit thread or something. And then it popped into my head today when I was putting together my list. I was like, I, I'm certain that there's a Kendrick Sufjan sample around. So I did a little Google and I was like, oh, there okay. it is. Um, 
that that's here. Yeah, it's good. Okay, uh, uh, stop suddenly. Um, that was, uh, I was <laughs> yeah, uh, Hood Politics, yeah, from To Pimp a Butterfly uh, and Sufjan Stevens. Also, a, a good reminder to go back and listen to The Age of Ads, uh, which is an album I don't listen to often enough by Sufjan. Yeah. Um, and that song is so great. It's so, it's so good. Yeah, it's a dense, um, dense release now, that one. It was, it. yeah. I can't remember if we reviewed it or not, did we? Mm. Or talked about I'm it. I'm pretty sure. I have a did, memory yeah. of us talking about it. Yeah, maybe we might have. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my Kendrick sample. What's your Kendrick uh, sample? Well, it's on a similar tip, actually. I think I can guess uh, it. Yeah, it's uh, mm. it's a sample. Here, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to talk about it. This is uh, Money Trees. Okay. So just to be clear, obviously it started there with the sample, which is Beach House, Silver Soul, and you can hear it uh, mm. being reversed. Uh, some of these videos are from YouTube channels, and one particular is from a really great uh, YouTube channel called Tracklib, who make a very visual representation. Uh, they actually offer samples, I think, free shout out to them. Um, the clear sample clearances, but some famous stuff as well. Uh, but Tracklib, and they make these lovely videos where they show how a sample has been made and they layer it up and they show a really good visualization of it. I really like that because it's the reverse mm -hmm. of it as well. And if you didn't know, you wouldn't know it was a Beach House track uh, sampling, sample on Money Trees. Kendrick obviously uh, has form actually now I think of it. So he has another track I can think of that he sampled uh, Mr. Twin Sister. We will never call it just Twin Sister. Uh, Meet the Frownies. Mm -hmm. um, what song was it again that he sang? It was on the same album as well, wasn't it? Twin sister Kendrick. Yeah, there's also I think there's quite a big a famous sample on King Conta, but I can't remember what it is. Um, and then he has like a jungle sample on another track. Mm. Oh, it's the recipe. Uh, yeah, so it was on that one. And you think King Conta had one as well? Um, I think so. Obviously, had a lot um, of uh, very well-known samples, but just we just picked two in terms of uh, talking mm. about Kendrick, but. You do have uh, quite a few to talk about um, 
in terms of a certain uh, five-lettered man. Man. Shall we? Yeah. Shall we? Shall we delve into? He he or shall not be named. Yeah. Look, you can't talk about something, but I, like I mean, I was putting together my list and I just accidentally put three Kanye West songs on it and. Like didn't realize, like I texted them to you and I was like, oh shit, there's three Kanye West songs there. Sorry. Um, but like, I, I just think like he's my favorite sampler. Like there's, there's, there's songs that I haven't even included, like All Falls Down and like, yeah. he's got well, so he many. Was so, he was so uh, good like at doing the gold digger and the soul sample stuff. Right. And we have some of yeah, that here, but yeah. you also have, you've, you have a selection, you have a selection of, of what I, he's I, done. That's. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Thank you for noticing. Um, yeah. So the first one um, is from Blood on the Leaves, uh, a, s- a sample of uh, Strange Fruit sung by Nina Simone, which was before her sung by Billie Holiday, which was her song was uh, like from a poem. So it it kind of it kind of takes you through that like sampling journey um, and kind of, kind of shows how it, it like samples can, you know, they can, they can be covers. They can be, they can be a lot of different things and a song or in this case, a poem can go through a lot of different iterations and versions before it gets to something, uh, something like um, blood on the leaves, which is a tremendous, um, beautiful and incredibly sad uh song so yeah here are so i have i two. will we'll kick off with the sample from wolves which is uh, <laughs> andrea sex music which is a sample a wolf <laughs> and it is a it's a, a sound recording of a wolf um and then blood on mm-hmm. the leaves and then uh we'll finish the last one we'll talk about the last one afterwards here you go okay Since the summertime, Please. now I'm holding down the summer now. Please. And all I want is what I can't buy now. Cause I ain't leaves. got the money on me right now. And I told you to wait. Please. Yeah, I told you to wait. Please. So I'ma need a little more time now. Cause leaves. I ain't got the money on me right now. And I thought you could wait. Please. Yeah, I thought you could wait. Please. These bitches so right.
What you doing in the club on a Thursday? She said she only here for a girl birthday. They order champagne but still look thirsty. Rock forever 21 but just turned 30. I know I got a bad reputation. Walk around always mad reputation. Leave a pretty girl sad reputation. Start a fight club. Yo, okay, three samples Bangers. there. So yeah, I mean, so Wolves is a really interesting one because he just sounds a wolf, um, and it's it's a wolf from from like a digital library, like somebody found it, um, like what yeah. what he would have like the file he would have used. It's just used so brilliantly, like it's just so it it creates so much atmosphere, and like sampling is you know ab- about kind of being in conversation with like popular music history and different things that have happened in the past but it's also about being in conversation with the stuff that's kind of going on around with you other as well. animals like you can argue that <laughs> with other animals absolutely um and you know it brings brings up questions of like can animals create music which is a question i'm fascinated by and like you know is that wolf collaborating there uh which i really like um uh blood and these and then burn two is like I I I I think I love Band Two because that song makes me think of like early Kanye's yeah. sampling style, like the kind of late registration, like just that just that really kind of meaty sampling style that kind of a- allows you to interact with the original piece mm. as well as kind of hearing it in this in this new way as well um like the, like the original piece is still quite recognizable as what it is like s- similar to like a song like gold yeah. for example um or all falls down and i, I just i think bound to is one of the great love songs uh, <laughs> it's, it's just i just love it so much um so yeah those are my three my three kanye yeah yeah i must um Um, i know that kanye documentary on netflix i obviously kanye is going through loads of things and i haven't been able to go back have you still not watched i watched the start i watched i think i watched one and a half maybe i can't remember um Uh, it was the first two episodes are so yeah maybe i watched the first two um but it is you do get a bit of that um sense of him as a producer as well which is great uh, yeah which is uh, very much worth watching but i just had enough for him for a while which is understandable also but yeah that's fair he's, enough. he's he's if if you wanted to hear me talking about it i was on arena talking oh, about yeah. it which you could probably find on their podcasts um somewhere um but i explained kanye to sean <laughs> um just just about before the 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 final cancellation okay, of Kanye West. Um, so got in there early, nice. as as I tend to do with these artists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> Who could you be talking about? Less said about that, about? the better. Uh, <laughs> Less said about that, the better. Do you want my next uh, one? <laughs> no, I'm going to pick a few here because I've got too many, and so I'm going to run through a lot. Okay. Um, the next track I picked uh, samples a Steely Dan song, um, and takes a, an expletive, and uh, runs with it. Uh, 52 times across the, the running time of the song. It is here. You're going to hear first Steely Nan, Showbiz Kids, and then you'll hear Super Fine Animals, The Man Don't Give a Fuck.
yeah, that's great. Um, they turn that into an absolute jam, and then live, um, mm. it gets uh, very unwieldy and uh, even more uh, elongated. Uh, a great track that Super Animals, Amanda Goodfuck sampling Steely Dan show his kids. How about we couldn't really do this without mentioning one of the greatest uh, rapper producers of all time, uh, the super villain. MF Doom and uh, his collaboration, especially with uh, with Madlib on Mad Villain. Here we go. This is Fancy Clown um, from Mad Villain sampling. Uh, would you first hear ZZ Hill, a trap called the, that ain't the way to make love. villain uh, fancy clown could have picked a lot of things there but uh, that's the one that spoke to me today uh the next choice is actually one i did do a, a podcast about sampling before but not with yourself with sally cinnamon when we had a brief uh podcast called loose joints and we did a live one from the science gallery and i remember we had uh the expert from messiah j and the expert on uh the panel along with uh jennifer gannon i think and uh myself and sally and this is one of those ones that isn't on whosampled.com, maybe because the song is 15 years old at this point. Um, but it's a sample of Kate Bush, and uh, you're going to hear uh, a Kate Bush song called Under Ice now. So Kate Bush, Under Ice from Hounds of Love um, from 1985 and the song that samples it is The Field from 2007. Um, Here We Go Sublime is the name of the album and the uh, track is called Over the Ice, uh, of course. Um, here's um, an obvious one, but a good one and the and, and one we should, we really had to include, myself and yourself had to include because, I mean, ABBA never gets sampled, but Madonna did it. And uh, of course, she did it on Hung Up, and this is what she did. With are you are you being sarcastic when you say Ava never gets sampled, or do they actually not? No, they don't. They they don't. Well, they don't clear samples. I actually don't they know. Don't, they don't allow samples to oh. be cleared generally. Madonna had to go and uh, oh. go and ask nicely. Oh, is that yeah. it? Yeah. So uh, and they were like, okay, I'd say they probably would now because they seem like they're mellowed a lot, uh, even though um, they don't need to. But I think Madonna's is such a turned uh, mm. <laughs> uh, this 
song, Gimme Gimme Gimme, into an even uh, bigger uh, camper song. So here we go. Now, Andrea, you had a disco-y uh, track for, uh, as a sample, so please explain yourself. Okay. I was at the cinema the other night um, with Harry, and you know the music that comes on before the cinema, the like little do-do-do, and I said to Harry that the three best songs in the world are the music that comes on before the cinema, uh, Copacabana, <laughs> <laughs> and the disco remix of Beethoven's Fifth. <laughs> those are the, those are the only three songs that I will hear anyone talk about <laughs> in terms of the greats. <laughs> so I've obviously included a fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy because it's it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> and you might also know it as like the Judge Judy music, but it's so much more than that. <laughs> I mean, this is a, this is a pretty special choice. I'm gonna I'm gonna press play it on it. It means a lot to me yourself. to have it included. <laughs> It's like that's what music was invented to do. It's just it, it's like serotonin just straight into my brain. I absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> um, who sampled that song afterwards? Uh, did it, it was like Puff Daddy or Mace or something like that one of the, somebody like that it was more, around that time? Wasn't somebody? Maybe. Or I think they sampled this version as opposed to the um, the original. So maybe the OG. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need mm. to play the original sample, obviously. Was Busta Rhymes had it? Uh, no. 73 songs are listed here. Mm, let me see. But like, it, it's it's called A Fifth of Beethoven. Yeah. And it samples Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Even that's great. You know, it's all, it's just good, clean fun, you know? And it says here. If, the, if that came on while I was out. I'd freak out. I actually would. I think you should add it to your Lumo set. Do you know what? I think I did play it like in the last few months somewhere. Yeah. Do you know? I think I played a Lumo uh, because. Oh my god. Um, I think I was listening to Soax and and they have this, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm putting that on my keys. I have it anyway. Definitely have it. Uh, <laughs> pure pure joy. Yeah, honestly, yeah. you just have to come to a Lumo. If we were ever changing. Andrea. I know, I know. What do I always say, Niall? Start it at seven. No. I will be there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I will. Just I'll for you. Just promise. for you. Uh, <laughs> I'll come in April. Okay, great. Um, yeah, a fifth of Beethoven, uh, 1976. Uh, apparently, he wanted Mr. Walter Murphy wanted to do it because uh, no one was doing this at the time. No one was updating classical music. Um, so uh, didn't really what a genius he did uh, he recorded demo tape of five songs three like, pop songs and then this one a disco rendition of uh, Fifth Symphony of course but like what what you need to understand is that like basically no one had heard of Beethoven until the entire time everyone was like who is this guy <laughs> it's like that uh, it's like that That's Richard Curtis Laura. film about uh, with uh, Yesterday where no one's heard of the Beatles, that kind of thing. No one heard of Beethoven until this guy decided to, he, he was crate digging. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of an, anonymity, um, our next artist is uh, uh, comes from, well, we don't know who this next artist is because it is burial. And uh, I have yeah. a burial sample and you have a burial sample. And uh, my yes. sample is uh, the track, a uh, very well-known track. Let's play it. Let's play it first and then talk about it. it Here's a sample first. Don't act like you don't Ray J, we one wish. See, your mama knew I was something else. She knew how I felt back then we were in school. And that's your That's a Metal Gear Solid track. from Untrue from 2007 uh, Ray so J good. One Wish uh, Ray J who uh, d- did the sex tape with uh, Kim Kardashian way back that was that was what Ray J is known for oh. uh, immortalised here oh, yeah immortalised here in, in Burial's track Archangel oh. you hear the song uh, opening Infiltration by Harry Gregson Williams and Norahiko Habino from Metal Gear Solid soundtrack from the game soundtrack and also there's a sample listed which isn't there in that uh, audio, but it's actually from Christina Aguilera performing Beautiful from Saturday Night Live in 2004, uh, which is in there somewhere. Mm. He loves doing that. He loves finding um, like live performances of stuff to kind of throw you off. And I remember like Harry knows loads about like burial sampling and stuff. And he was telling me before that he also likes to look at like YouTube covers of songs to sample as well which I think which I find really really interesting that's like there's such a weird grey area in terms of crediting people there that Burial obviously doesn't give a fuck about um, or is you know actively challenging but that's modern that's, yeah, day that's really interesting. Um, crate digging really isn't it like going deeper and deeper and deeper so people can yeah, it is, obscuring really. and obfuscating yeah. the original sample so that people are like I know it's that song but I'm not sure which version it is yeah um, for but sure but you also have a Burial uh, now it's a very different uh yeah. Uh, sample and you kind of went uh, on a different route here yeah so um 
I've talked about come down to us before on this podcast and the kind of like just the overwhelming effect it's had on me in my life <laughs> as a song. Um, it has a lot of samples on it. It has a uh, red glowing dust by John Hallour. It has an interview with NASA Earth scientist Melissa Dawson. It has a sample of Who Are You from Liquid Sky, um, which is a, a dialogue piece. Um but the bit I wanted to draw attention to was um, Lana Wachowski's speech at the human at, at the Human Rights Campaign Visibility Award. So she is a uh, transgender film director um, who was um, receiving a an award for um, kind of raising awareness and human rights and all good things and um the speech is it kind of comes out of nowhere it comes at the very end of the track and it kind of positions the whole track so beautifully and I wanted to include it because I I'm a real sucker for um like speeches and especially like radio um like samples from like radio um, as in people radioing one another, not like the radio or like the shipping forecast and just kind of spoken word stuff that is recontextualized and kind of put into or like enters into a new mood um, based on like music around it. So I wanted to include this. This is at, at like the very end of a very long song, um, Come Down to Us by Burial, which if you haven't heard, please go listen to it. Without examples, without models, I began to believe voices in my head that I was uh, a freak, that I am broken, that there is something wrong with me, that I will never be lovable. Years later, I find the courage to admit that I am transgendered and that this does not mean that I am unlovable. This world that we imagine in this room might be used to gain access to other rooms, to other worlds previously unimaginable. Yeah, very different uh, kind of use of sample and uh, certainly for burial as well. Very overt in terms of uh, a statement. Yeah, that's that's what I love about it, because like, like we were saying, so much of his sampling work is kind of obscuring the source material. And I love how he just lets her speak there. And there is, you know, a, a kind of an atmospheric, like sort of rain sounds, sort of thundery sounds ar- around her while she's speaking. But like, yeah, just allowing her to have that moment. I remember uh, just feeling like really moved by that um, after having listened to, like I, I heard the song, like after listening to other burial tracks and I was like I was really struck by the fact that he allowed her to just speak um in her own voice and not you know change it or manipulate it in any way just kind of adding a bit of atmosphere around it um I just thought it was it was so beautiful and I was so moved by it um yeah I just I I I love those kinds of samples I love people people talking alongside music I'm like no no give me that 
that's why I like a lot of ambient stuff, I suppose. Like it, my, my ideal album is like music for airports with uh, the shipping forecast in the background. Lovely. Okay, that was Burial. We had two tracks there, Archangel, and then uh, what was it? Come Down to Us is the one you chose as well. Um, a few more before we uh, sail off into the sampling sunset. It is, I've got a few tracks for you. Here is a song. Uh, let's see, just just play it. Let's just play it. A rock song. Oh, a rock song being uh, sampled by a grime artist. Why man's calling me family all of a sudden? Like, hmm, my mum don't know your mum. Stop telling man you're my cousin. I've got day ones and I- Yeah, that was Skepta, man, uh, sampling Queens of the Stone Age, regular John. Um, speaking of uh, rap, classic rap samples, how about this one? Staying alive was no job at second hands. Mom's bounced on old man. So then we moved to Shallon Land. That's a great one. That's obviously Wu-Tang Clan and Cream uh, snapping the Charmels as long as I've got you. I have two now which will take us home and they are Irish related. First one is an older track. Um, uh, let's just play it. was Passion Pit, of course, uh, Sleepyhead from 2009. Uh, a song that launched that band's career, essentially. Mm. And the sample is Mary O'Hara, Orov Mabadeen. I don't think they ever really took off after that. They had a few albums. Um, and I think you're a, the singer from Passion Pit struggled with some mental health mm. stuff as well. But uh, I remember seeing them in Whelan's after this came out. Being like, oh my God, they were so buzzy at the time. Um, and our final song then is 10 years later. Um, uh, this song comes out in 2019 and it wouldn't be remiss of me to include a bit of Rosalia uh, and James Blake it's a song called Barefoot in the Park and uh, I'm going to play the sample first and we'll explain a little bit about what happened with this one Thank you. 
as James Blake and Rosalia Barefoot in the Park so this song that sample is, is the most Irish thing I could find yeah, <laughs> this week I, I could remember um, actually Tara Stewart was the one that uh, found this originally because she was playing it on a radio show at the time and was like where's that sample from sounds Irish and uh, put out a few calls turns out it was Irish it was recorded by singer and harpist Valerie Armstrong uh, in 1971 and it was recorded for RT in the RDS at the Fesh Keol, uh in Dublin that year uh, and Valerie Armstrong was 13 years of age at the time I remember she even I was I put they up a post about it they archives do RT yeah yeah they do uh, Philo Runo is the name of the track and uh, she was 13 years of age I remember we were all uh, Tara put that up and we were like okay Let's see if we can find something. And uh, Valerie Armstrong, who is still active in music, did email me uh, that year and say, hey, <laughs> this is me. Uh, me. And yes, it was officially cleared by the artist and all good. So uh, she was still allowed to be uh, featured. Um, so that is uh, James Blake and Rosalia sampling a uh, Valerie Armstrong. So yeah, look, we, you can obviously go on and on forever and ever and... Uh, I, I even have a book about Paul's Boutique that I didn't even reference at all. So um, there's loads of things in there that we could talk about about sampling, but, you know, it's a fun one to do and I thought it'd be nice to do and I think it is a nice episode. You're so. forgetting a, a a whole section, Niall. Am I? The scooter section. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk for like 15 minutes about scooter. Yeah, that's uh, that's for Patreon only. Come on. Um, actually, so. <laughs> yeah, Patreon join only. the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com forces um, 99 Pat- to hear it exclusively about the... Uh, uh, scooters <laughs> sampling career <laughs> yeah um just for legal reasons patreons um we're not going to do that so <laughs> just so you know <laughs> for legal reasons <laughs> for legal reasons so no one sues us um yeah we won't be doing that but maybe someday no chance no chance <laughs> <laughs> well now thank you for taking me on this voyage yeah i sure, enjoyed myself sure. no problem my my yeah. my pleasure uh absolutely my pleasure that's what I've been doing all day, making little uh, clips for people. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I hope you found something you maybe didn't know or maybe you didn't, uh, you haven't heard of. And so we illuminated some part of the music world from the Amen break uh, to whatever sample we may have uh, featured there. So look, uh, I'm going to share a playlist on the Patreon actually of samples and some of my favorite sample tracks. Um, cool. So yeah, look out for that in the next week on patreon.com forward slash nine nine. Andrea, thanks a mil for joining thanks, me Niall. as ever. Um, We're back next week. We are back next week. And uh, <laughs> okay. all right, then that's enough for this episode. Uh, episode 201. Thanks again for everybody for their lovely uh, oh, yeah. messages on uh, episode 200 and uh, for their participation in episode 200. Thanks so much for asking questions. Yeah, thanks. Um, guys. But yeah, we leave it there till next week. From the 99 podcast. Goodbye. Bye. And God bless. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.